The question in my mind is, how do you create or relaunch a highly profitable and successful six to seven figure business? With so much conflicting advice about the best ways to start and grow your business, how do you get it right the first time? I want to help entrepreneurs make a real difference and navigate the messy world of startup or relaunch. My name is John North, and this is the Startup Secrets for Entrepreneurs show. Join me today when we dig deep with our guests and get you the best blueprint so you can fast track your own business. This episode is sponsored by Volpreneur.app, your all-in-one online business system. Make sure you subscribe for future episodes at StartupSecrets.show right now. So let's get into the day's episode. Welcome to Startup Secrets Show for Entrepreneurs. I'm your host, John North, and my very special guest today is Terry Tucker. Um, and we're going to dig into uh, Terry's interesting life and, and what he does day to day, and it's quite amazing. And I think one of the things that um, people got to think about is time and, and what you do with your time. So it's very interesting what, what Terry's decided to do with that. So um, welcome, Terry, to the show. Thanks, John. I'm looking forward to talking with you. Cool. And so, um, I guess give us a little bit of background on, on, on where you got to where you get now without, like in terms of like you've had a quite an interesting story. Um, so give us a little bit of background on how you got to where you got to today, I guess. Sure. So I, I, I was born and raised in Chicago, which is uh, probably the third largest city here in the United States. You can't tell this from looking at me, but I'm six foot eight inches tall. And I actually went to college to, to play basketball. And when I graduated, I moved home to find a job. I'm really going to date myself now. This was long before the internet was available. And, you know, I was, all set, to, yeah, I was all set to make my mark on the world with my newly obtained business administration degree. And I look back now and realize, you know, just how little I knew about business, even though I had a degree. Fortunately, I was able to find that first job in the corporate headquarters of Wendy's International, the hamburger chain in their marketing department. Unfortunately, I ended up living with my parents for the next three and a half years as I helped my mom care for my father and my grandmother, who were both dying of different forms of cancer. In terms of my professional career, as I said, I, I was in marketing with Wendy's. Uh, then I became a hospital administrator. And then I did a pretty big pivot and I became a police officer and I worked undercover narcotics. I was a SWAT team hostage negotiator. I thought that was quite uh, interesting then, on your on your bio. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. I mean, that you talk from anything, right? <laughs> right, exactly. I'll, I'll talk you down. Don't worry. We'll be good. You know. <laughs> and after that, I started my own school security consulting business. I became a girls' high school basketball coach. Kind of recently, I've gotten into speaking about my cancer experience. Mm-hmm. Last year, wrote a book. Um, and then really have been battling this rare form of cancer for the last 10 years. And then finally, my wife and I have been married for 10 years. We have one child, a daughter, who's a graduate of the United States Air Force Academy and is an officer in the new branch of the military here in the U.S., the Space Force. I was going to say, yeah, it's quite um quite amazing when it's like a, I saw a Netflix show called Space Force, and it's like you know it's like it's quite you think well that's possible you know it's, I suppose it's quite of a, a sought after job too. It'd be pretty difficult to get into right now. I would imagine it wouldn't be that many positions. It, it really is, and and it's one of those things that everything she does is is classified, you know, top secret. So uh, you know, I all I know is she flies military satellites around the heavens, and other than that, I have no idea what she does. <laughs> 
<laughs> scary stuff, right? Right. So, um, <clears throat> in terms of like. I guess let's talk a little bit about your cancer because I had a cancer scare um, and I, I think I sort of had a, a fleeting um, thing with cancer because it was over all over in a week. But obviously you weren't so lucky, right? So how did it start off? Like you say, like about 10 years it's been, you've been battling this? Yeah, back almost 10 years. Back in 2012, uh, I was, I was uh, as mentioned, a, a basketball coach and, and I had a callus break open on the bottom of my foot. And, you know, being a coach, you're on your feet a lot. So mm -hmm. I didn't initially think much of it, but after a couple of weeks of it not healing, I went to see a podiatrist, a foot doctor friend of mine, and he took an x-ray and he said, Terry, I think you have a little cyst in there and I can cut it out. And he did. And he showed it to me. It was just a little gelatin sack with some white fat in it, no blood, no dark spots, nothing that concerned either one of us, but he sent it off to pathology. And then two weeks later, I get a call from him. And as I said, he was a friend of mine. And the more difficulty he was having telling me what was going on, the more frightened I was becoming mm. until finally he just kind of laid it out for me. He said, Terry, I've been a doctor for 25 years. I have never seen this form of cancer. You have a rare form of melanoma that appears on the bottom of the feet or the palms of the hands. And he recommended that I go to MD Anderson Cancer Center in Houston to be treated. And so I did. And, you know, they excised the bottom of my foot. They took out all the lymph nodes in my groin. And then when I healed, my oncologist put me on a drug called interferon, as she said, to try to kick the can down the road, to try to buy me some more time. The side effects, unfortunately, of interferon for me were that I had severe flu-like symptoms for two to three days every week after each injection. And I took those weekly injections for almost five years. So imagine having the flu every week for five years. And, mm -hmm. and again, that wasn't a cure. That was just to try to keep the disease from coming back. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, uh, 2017, I had to stop the medication uh, because it became so toxic to my body that I ended up in the intensive care unit with a fever of 108 degrees. Uh, and as soon as it stopped, the, the cancer immediately came back in the exact same place it had been initially. Mm -hmm. uh, that necessitated in 2018, the amputation of my left foot. Uh, the disease worked its way up my leg 2019 to uh, require two more surgeries. And then last year, an undiagnosed tumor kind of in the ankle area of my, my leg grew large enough that it, it fractured my tibia, my shin bone. Wow. And my only recourse in the middle of the pandemic was to have my left leg amputated wow. above the knee. And I also found out I had uh, tumors in my lungs and I'm being treated for those right now. Like your body's tacking you, man. <laughs> it really is. You know, it, it is. It's like, come on, you know, really? You know, like, wow. Where are we going from here? So, you know, you I, must I know, really hate the doctor calling you up, man. Like, it's like, oh my, don't call yeah, me. My oncologist and I are really tight now. Believe me. Yeah. <laughs> don't call me unless you absolutely have to, dude. Right. <laughs> oh dear. Um, so I mean, one of the things we're talking about is obviously with all these challenges, and you know, you talked about what you you feel you can do for the world, and I think it's quite admirable that you you know you said you've done a lot of podcasts and stuff like that, and I think you know, to spread the, the, the message of, of what you've you've achieved so far and, and the fact that I think most people you don't know how long you've got on this earth anyway. Like it comes as a complete surprise to most people. So in some cases, knowing at least that you've got some sort of ability to plan and, and and do stuff that you want to do, right? So at least you're focusing on that short period of time that you may have to be able to get stuff done. 
Yeah, you know, when, when I found out I was going to have all this surgery and stuff like that, I actually went with my wife to the mortuary and to the ch- uh, cemetery and, and to the church, and I planned my funeral. And, you know, I go on these podcasts and I talk about motivation and stuff like that. And so when I did that, people were like, you know, don't, don't you think that's kind of defeatist? You know, and I kind of looked at them like, well, last time I checked, I think we're all going to die. I don't think yeah, anybody's yeah. working on a cure for life right now or, you know, no, or no. anything yeah. like that. I've done a bit of reading so, about that and no one really is. Yeah, <laughs> <the> exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I was like, you know, the, everybody dies, but not everybody really lives. And I think that's the important part to remember. And I, I remember here in the United States, there was a Native American Blackfoot proverb that I heard years ago that I just loved. And it goes like this. When you were born, you cried and the world rejoiced. Mm-hmm. Live your life in such a way so that when you die, the world cries and you rejoice. That's what I'm looking for. Sounds like a cool idea. Yeah. And so um, th- let's talk a little bit about your book here, right? Because I mean, another thing is that I, and I, I think I mentioned in, about an author that I had that actually had a very uh, severe cancer, like terminal. She didn't think she was going to last after about 12 months of chemo. She wrote a book during the process. And, and I think, you know, when you look at it, you know, you, you, you said, you, I think you spent about three months writing a book in between all of this. Um, tell me a little bit about that and, and tell me a little bit about the book. Yeah, the, the book is called Sustainable Excellence, The Ten Principles to Leading Your Uncommon and Extraordinary Life. And it's really a book that was kind of born out of two conversations I had. One was with a former player that had moved to the area where my wife and I live, and we had had dinner with her and her fiance. And I said to her one night, you know, I'm really excited that you're living close and I can watch you find and live your purpose. And she kind of got quiet for a while and she was like, well, coach, what do you think my purpose is? I said, I have no idea what your purpose is, but that's what your life should be about. Finding Mm -hmm. the reason you were put on the face of this earth and then living that reason. So that was one conversation. And then I had a young man reach out to me um, from college and he he asked me what I thought were the most important things that he should know to not just be successful in his job or in business, but to be successful in life. And I didn't want to give him that, you know, get up early, work hard, help others kind of thing. Not that those aren't important. They are. They're incredibly important. I wanted to see if I could honestly go a little bit deeper with him. Mm-hmm. So I spent some time and I and I wrote some notes and eventually I had these 10 principles. And so I sent them to him. And literally during the time between when I had my leg amputated in April of 2020 and when I started chemotherapy for the tumors in my lungs in June of 2020, I sat down at the computer and I started to build stories underneath the principles. You know, it was like, I've got a life story that fits underneath this, or I know somebody whose life emulates that. So literally every day I would sit down at the computer and just build stories under each of the principles and that's how sustainable excellence came to be. Wow. And it's actually interesting. I think um, as a wise boxer once said, everybody's got a plan until they get hit in the face. <laughs> yeah, Mike Tyson. Yeah, Mike Tyson said that. Exactly. Yeah, Mike Tyson. And, and I think uh, I had, I, I was, it was, I think I was watching a TV show the other day and they said something like, everybody's got a plan. How many times are they prepared to get hit in the face before they give in? Right. And I yeah. think that's the trick. Like you can get hit in the face and you can get out of it. But if you, how many times you prepared to get hit in the face and, and still get up? And I think that's the that that's the resilience of it, right? You know, and I and I think that's that's so true because I, I, I the way I look at it is, you know, we're all going to experience pain in our lives, mm. and it doesn't have to be, you know, 
we've been talking about cancer and disease and stuff like that. It could be something as simple as, you know, you plunk a test at school or you break up with your boyfriend Into or your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The world or you don't get the promotion, you know, you want at work or whatever yeah. it is. Pain is inevitable. Suffering, on the other hand, suffering is optional. It's suffering on you. Is what you <laughs> it's on you, <Yeah>. right? <laughs> well, you know, the way I look at it is, you know, suffering is what you do with that pain. You know, mm. do you use it to make you a stronger and more determined individual? Or do you wallow in it and feel sorry for yourself and want people to feel sorry for you? I mean, you and I both know this. The world doesn't owe you a thing. You know, if you want something in life, if you want to create a business, you got to go out there and do it. You got to do the hard stuff. And, you know, those people that, oh, yeah, I want to, oh, my business failed. Oh, you know, feel sorry for me. Guess what? We don't have time to feel sorry for you. We're busy creating our own businesses and things like that. So, <laughs> sorry, I'm going to use my pain to make me a stronger and more determined person. Do you want simple and effective ways to get started that don't cost a fortune in time and money? Discover the best steps for each strategy we teach and the most important areas to focus on, and even to connect with your best customers and grow an online community. Grab your free copy of Startup Secrets for Entrepreneurs at startupsecrets.show. Funny when you're younger, when you think what people think of you, when they realise they think nothing, <laughs> so, and as you get older, they realise they don't care at all. Right? So it's almost exactly. like you, you didn't do anything you like, and they wouldn't even remember you. Right? So <laughs> it's like <laughs> absolutely true. I think the thing is, you you know, about the whole concept of of getting back up again and, and understanding that um, you know things are going to be hard. And I think if you took anybody who lives long enough on this planet, they've never got it out, never got out easy. And I think. I think there's always that challenge and I think why, why you you think about it and what you do and what you say to yourself when you're alone I think it's a dangerous thing and and I think that's the trick like and some people kind of keep themselves surrounded with people so they don't have to say anything when they're alone but at the end of the day I think that's the trick is what you and I think sometimes you lay stuff on yourself about things that you've done or whatever but the reality that's not for you to decide like you should be, you should be soft on yourself and hard on other people, but you shouldn't be soft, you know, being hard on yourself because I think that other people can silly do that. Oh yeah, people, yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I'm old enough that I, I stopped caring a long time ago what people thought about me and stuff like that. And you know, I, I always, I always tell, especially young people, that you know, if there's something in your heart, something in your soul that you feel you're supposed to do, mm. but it scares you, go ahead and do it. Because yeah. at the end of your life, the things that you're going to regret are not going to be the things you did. They're mm -hmm. going to be the things you didn't do. And by then, it's going to be too late to go back and do them. Yeah, yeah. The things that scare you the most, right? <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah, exactly. And they're not that, you know, and I think it's our stories. Once you stretch a bit, you do a bit more, you realize that, hey, hang on, this is not so hard. I can get through and get the skill sets to be able to, to be, be more resilient. I think in, a, in an entrepreneur situation, which obviously our listeners are mostly are thinking about it. The reality well, I mean, is that you've got to be resilient. You can't think that you're going to succeed. I mean, I've done interviews with people along the way that with the show that have kind of said, oh, yeah, nothing went wrong. And I'm thinking, oh, I think something went wrong. <laughs> I think you just either forgot about it, or, you know, like you just packaged this up and thinking, but the reality is stuff goes wrong. And that's where you find stuff out. That's where you learn about yourself and learn about what you can and can't do, I think. Not when things go right. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I always recommend to people that, Every day of our lives, we should do at least one thing that, that makes us uncomfortable, that scares us, that's potentially embarrassing, you know, and it doesn't have to be a big thing. You know, it could be something small because over time, you're going to build up, as you say, that resiliency. And so when the big things hit and the big things are going to hit, you know, you're going to lose your job. You may be living out of your car. Somebody close to you may die. You're going to have that resiliency because every day you did those small things 
So when the big things hit, you're going to be able to handle those. Mm. I had a friend that said that when she sort of runs into trouble, like she spends one day wallowing in it. She allows herself one day to wallow, and then that's it. <laughs> End of the and game. And then moves on. Right. Keeps moving <laughs> right. forward. Yeah. You know? And I think I think that's the thing. Like, if you don't do that, like if you don't spend some time thinking about it and and doing it, I think what happens is you hold it on onto it, and then it makes it, it gets you later. So I think you've got to you've got to deal with it, but you can't be wallowing in it for like years. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Let go of most of the stuff that you know we hang on to should have been let go of a long time ago. Yeah. So let's just dig into a couple of things that I noticed you talked about. Was I think we gave me four um, four truths. So can you give me a little bit of insight on what those are? And then um, and we'll play from there. <laughs> sure. So my four truths are, are, these are things that I guess I've learned over these last mm-hmm. 10 years. And, and I kind of call them sort of the bedrock of my soul. They're a good place to kind of build a life off of. And I, and I have them right here. I have them on a post-it note. I've written them down. I see them every day as I sit at my desk. So the first one is this. You need to control your mind or your mind is going to control you. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I was in high school, I had three knee surgeries. And as I said, I, I still play basketball in college despite that. But when I went back playing after those surgeries, I remember my mind was putting all this garbage in my head. Like, you know what? Hey, you had these surgeries. So you're probably a step slower on the basketball court or coaches aren't going to want to recruit you. That little skinny a- skinny person stuck in the back of your head, right? Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I was like, no, wait a minute. I'm still playing at an elite level. And you know what? Coaches are still contacting me about potentially playing in college. So I had to switch that narrative. I had to change that. And I've read several articles that have said, you know, every day, we have 60 to 70,000 thoughts that come through our brain. So, you know, we need to recognize those negative thoughts and change that narrative. And, you know, if you think about it, our brain can hold one thought at a time. Why would you want to make that a negative one? Hmm. So that's that's the first one. So control well, that's your mind. Actually, quite interesting. I was playing squash last night, and, I've, and, I've, and we, we haven't had me play for four months. So I usually play three times a week. Okay. I was playing last night, and my back hasn't been great. So I've been going to physio and getting some. From, I think obviously not playing squash for four months, and then suddenly playing is not good for it anyway. Right. But but I was I've been losing a lot, and I'm I'm thinking I'm going to lose this one because I've played this guy twice and beaten him the third time. And it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna beat this. I can't beat this guy. My back's hurting too much. Like whatever. And I thought no, suck it up. <laughs> All right, just suck this thing, and so I sucked it up, and I ended up beating him at the last, you know, last few minutes, and and it's like, yeah, your brain, you know, like it's giving you excuses to lose, and, and yeah. if you go for that, if you buy into that, then ultimately, and it's it's something you don't just learn and, and never do again, right? And so even last night, I'm thinking, why are you letting your your brain run this show? Your body, you know, get your body organized, do what you want it to do, and and get it happening, rather. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's called grit, you know, and, 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 and people are so, and I'll probably get in trouble for this. People are very soft. You know, I mean, the, the least yep. little impediment that we come up against, we're like, oh, no, sorry, I can't do that anymore. You know, if you have just a little bit of grit in your life, you're going to go so much farther than, than all these people that are like, oh, I butted up against something and, and it stopped me. Why, why would you let it stop you? Just go around it or under it or through it or over it, whatever you That was do. not an answer, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that, so that's the first one. The, okay. the second one is um, embrace the pain and the difficulty that we all experience in life and use it to make you a stronger and more determined individual. 
you know, our brains are hardwired to avoid pain and discomfort yes. and to seek pleasure. Yeah. And, you know, to the brain, the status quo is good. Just stay right where you are. Everything's great. Mm -hmm. But the only way you're going to grow, the only way you're going to get better is if you step outside those comfort zones. So instead of running from pain, for me, it's just the opposite. It's take the pain and flip it inside and use it as energy, burn it as fuel to make you a stronger individual. And trust me, I am the biggest wimp in the world. If I can do it, anybody can do it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so that's number two. I can go, number I can go with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Number three is, is more, for me, a legacy truth. And it's this, what you leave behind is what you weave in the hearts of other people. Mm. And, you know, I just think it's important for all of us, regardless of where we are in our life, to think about the end game. You know, what are people going to say about you at mm. your funeral? You know, and, and I'm not saying you've got to change your life based on what people say. You don't. You've got to live a life that's true to you. Mm. But, you know, I, I just think it's important as we get, certainly for me, coming towards the end of my life, to think about what people are going to say. And if I don't like it, do I need to make some changes right now? So that's number three. And then number four is pretty self-explanatory. As long as you don't quit, you can never be defeated. And, you know, my pain is going to end someday. You know, it may end through surgery. It may end through medication. Quite frankly, it may end when I die. But if you I run quit, up a bus, right? You can walk across the road and run up a bus. Exactly. Who knows, right? <laughs> right. You know, but, but if I quit, if I give up, if I give in to pain, then pain will always be a part of my life. Mm -hmm. No, it makes sense. Now, I was just thinking about a, a woman we wrote a, did a book for like, a while back, uh, about six months ago. She had basically was terminal. She had only a few months to live. And we basically produced this book about the story that she, where she lived somewhere where she saw a lot of um, injustices and things like that. Okay. And she wanted to get that book out and, and publish it. And, and I think one of the things that most people... I find is like a legacy and it's like you know writing a book and like you've done is a legacy and on Amazon will be there for hundreds of years right. um, and you get to leave that to to family and everybody about you whereas most people once you've gone there's hardly anything to show for it at the end of it you know like you're dust right yeah and and I think yeah. you, and so I think the book is probably the best thing you can do to leave a legacy and yeah. and I think it and, and really at the end of the day nowadays it's so much easier to publish anyway so once upon a time it was really difficult now you can basically do it and so i think you know if you've got a story to tell or you know even in, in her case she only wanted to produce the book and give it to a few friends and family okay. and i said to her why don't we just publish this thing and put it on amazon what you know may as well and it's not like that you know you're not like anybody you're going to upset anybody you care about because you're not going to be around to worry about it so <laughs> exactly. you know and and so she said yeah, okay and so and it was a very interesting story and it, you know and we you know, we did have such a great job of, of presenting it in a, in a color book and stuff like that. So I think, yeah, tell your story. Don't be afraid of what other people think and and you'd be surprised because most people, you know, it's the public speaking thing, right? They, you think what well, they're thinking about you. Now they're thinking that, thank God, they're not up there themselves having to do it. Exactly. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so your books, tell me the name and title of your book again. Sustainable Excellence, The okay. 10 Principles to Leading Your Uncommon and Extraordinary Life. Cool. And so I assume that's available on Amazon because we'll put up some links on, on our, yeah. our episode. It's yeah. available on Amazon, barnesandnoble.com, Apple iBooks, anywhere you can get a book online, you can get Sustainable Excellence. 
Yeah, and I, and you know, I, I really feel like you you not even having read it. I'm, I'm you know, I know that it's a lot in it. I reckon it'd be it'd be a great book to read, and I think I recommend you know having a read of it. it might be some what add to my Christmas reading list. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so really appreciate your time coming on, um, and. Um, and as and I think it's a great principle to live by, and obviously you've you've come up with, with ways to try to to get yourself to a point where you you live your life to the fullest, and I think that's that's the best thing that anybody can do. That's yeah. you know the only thing they can really do at the end of the day. So, well, thank you for having me. I, I really appreciate it. Thanks, Terry. We'll talk to you again soon. Sounds good. Thank you. That's a wrap on another awesome episode for the Startup Secret Show for Nippernors. Just before you go, if you like this episode, we'd be very grateful for a five star review. Please also consider recommending the show to a friend or two. Make sure you subscribe for future episodes at StartupSecrets.show right now. Until next time, if you're an entrepreneur, make a start on your next great business idea today.